0: Listening to the Tame and Crazy podcast with Alicia, Deb, and Sue, where each week we'll share our views from the middle. We're talking the ups, the downs, and everything in between of being a midlife woman in today's world. So stay tuned and enjoy the show. So I was reading something before I came up here, and Whipple. I had heard that a lot in Grey's Anatomy and I didn't really understand what it was, right? So I Uh thought, oh, I know. I will ask Alexa. So I said to Alexa, Alexa, what is a whipple? Uh Uh-oh. And she proceeded to tell me everything that she knew (laughs) about a whistle. (laughs) And she knows an awful lot about whistles.
1: Oh, who knew there was that much to know?
0: I know. I guess it means different things to different people. So she carried on talking and talking about a whistle, and I didn't have the heart to interrupt her.
1: You do know that Alexa's not a real person, don't you?
0: <laughs> but I have a bit of a, a weird relationship with Alexa because she calls me Um <laughs> she... <laughs> So I'm trying to be polite. But anyway, that was just my experience with Alexa. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, God. Yes. So welcome to the Taming Crazy podcast. I'm Alicia. I'm not Alessia. I'm Alicia. And I'm joined as usual by Deb and Sue. Hello. Hi. Hello. (laughs) 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 Oh, dear. So how are you guys doing this week? Pretty good. (laughs) It's been a week. Yeah, it's been long again, you know. I don't know if it's the age or what, but it's been a long week (laughs)
1: Oh, I think it's gone. It's flown. Like, I have oh. literally no clue. Like, I get that message on a Thursday morning and I'm like, okay, I am clear what day today is. <laughs> but the rest of the week, I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just keep coming downstairs and switching on my laptop and working. So
0: <laughs> Every day is Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's funny because sometimes the week feels like, oh, my gosh, it's already Thursday. Other okay. weeks, it's like, oh, my God, every day feels like a Monday. I It's it's strange. But I mm-hmm. guess it's because, you know, we're there's really not much variety to our day anymore.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's not that separation between, like, the week and the weekend.
0: No, mm-hmm. no. I'm always in weekend mode in my head. But, you know, my- <laughs> but then, you know. You got to you got to pay the bills somehow so you kind of mm-hmm. have to do the work as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> I'm grateful for the work, I have to say that. But, you know, it's getting a little bit monotonous, I think, now for mm-hmm. everybody. Mm-hmm. And it's February and who loves February, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And it's That's cold right.
0: and we're about to get hit by a cold. Yeah. Oh, not mm-hmm. looking forward to that at all. No. Okay, so we're recording this on World Cancer Day. And we thought it was a really good time to talk about cancer, especially right now, because we're seeing lots of ads put out by the Alberta Health Services um, on social media and on television, trying to encourage people to visit their doctors when they notice something isn't right. And the reason for this new campaign is that here in Alberta and throughout the world, there is a huge drop in the diagnosing of serious illnesses, including cancer. And of course, if we didn't know any better, we'd think that a drop in cancer rates is a good thing. But that's actually not the case. The drop is due to people not going to their doctors when they should. And this is significantly delaying, you know, serious illness diagnosis. So why do you think people are not going to their doctors right now?
1: I think it's, you know, there's there's always that fear of you notice that something's not right and you don't want to get it checked out because you're fearful of what it could be because you've made the mistake of looking at Dr. Google and found mm. millions of things, all of which end in death. So you don't want to do that. We've got a lot more. We're not going anywhere. So we have time on our hands to kind of look at things. And I think I think there's also kind of like a fear of overburdening an already overburdened health service
0: yes Mm -hmm.
1: so you know you don't want to be taking up time with appointments and this that and the other and quite frankly nobody really wants to go to you know hospitals or healthcare places anyway and at the moment they just don't seem like the best places to be just because of covid
0: yeah i totally agree
1: yeah
0: we have time on our hands right so we we put things off i suppose Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah deb what do you think
1: yeah i i think sue just that's exactly right, 100%. And I think people are, you know, also afraid of catching COVID at the hospital or mm-hmm. at different facilities, you know, just just things like that when they are probably one of the safest places to maybe be. I think that, especially the
0: seniors, you know, they're scared to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. So they probably aren't getting checked out. No. And I think it's safe to say that a delay in in a diagnosis, especially for cancer, is very problematic. And I was extremely surprised at the cancer rates because I had actually no idea that approximately 2,000 Albertans are diagnosed with cancer every single month. That's 24,000 people a year just in Alberta alone. But since the start of this COVID-19 pandemic, they've seen a massive decrease of approximately 20%, meaning that 400 to 500 people every single month are not getting diagnosed. And we know that Mm -hmm. early diagnosis when it comes to something as serious as cancer is vital. So Mm -hmm. are you surprised Mm -hmm. at how many people are diagnosed with cancer each month? Yes,
1: that's a lot of people. It is a lot of people, mm-hmm. but, you know, kind of when I think about how many people I personally have known that have had a cancer diagnosis at some stage, mm-hmm. um, in a way it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of weird, like, it's a big number, but at the same time, you know, you know, I'm, I'm no different from anybody else in that I know lots of people from different parts of my lives life that have had diagnoses and yeah so it's kind of weird because it is a big number but in a way it's not that surprising Mm
0: -hmm. I have to say like I was oblivious to that I'm grateful to to think that there aren't that many people in my life that have had cancer that I'm aware of Mm -hmm. so when I was looking Mm -hmm. at these numbers I thought how do we not know this but it's because Mm -hmm. you know when it's not affecting you directly you don't pay attention yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I had no idea. And, you know, I want to be clear, a cancer diagnosis is scary as hell. But early detection and early treatment can literally save your life. And I think this is why this campaign is so important. And the fact that people are not going to the doctor means they're not getting that early diagnosis. And I can't stress how frightening Mm -hmm. that is, you know, especially Mm -hmm. witnessing that firsthand. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to share some other stats from 2019, which was, you know, just before the pandemic. And I think it's important to note that cancer diagnosis was increasing because the population is growing and aging. Plus, they do say it's important, especially in midlife, because according to the Canadian Cancer Statistics report, 90% of new cancers are diagnosed in Canadians who are 50 and over. If you think that Alberta statistics are high, they have an even higher cancer rate in central and eastern provinces of Canada. And, you know, obviously this isn't a Canadian problem. It's a global one. Cancer is the second leading cause of death globally, accounting for one in every six deaths. And I have to be honest, I wasn't aware of these numbers at all.
1: No. Yeah, it it is quite astounding you know to think that so many people go through you know the anxiety of finding something perhaps that is unusual for their body and going and getting it checked out you know going through all that testing and all the worry and anxiety that that brings and you know not everybody will get a diagnosis of cancer but a lot of people do and you know like you were saying before it's You know, the early diagnosis is so key in actually getting the treatment that you need in a really timely manner.
0: Yeah. And, you know, my husband said something to me today and he said everybody that we knew that did have cancer, they didn't have a very good outcome. And I think Mm -hmm. when we know that and I think when we, we watch on television and we see movies depicting cancer and it's usually not in a very good light. Mm hmm. You know, that fear, I think, of the very word cancer is uh-huh. something that perhaps makes us stand back and go, well, I, I, maybe I don't want to know what it is, you know, uh-huh. because it is a it's a petrifying word. And, and I know that my my husband was diagnosed with cancer in October. It took me a very long time to even get past the fear of the word. Uh-huh. So I get it. But early diagnosis is the key and it can significantly improve your outcome. This is why I think this Alberta Health Services ad is so important to pay attention to. There are three steps in early cancer diagnosis, which doesn't change just because we're in a pandemic. Just because we're in the midst of this COVID-19 doesn't change the fact that we need to be diagnosed early my husband's experience with cancer is a great example for this and the three steps you know the first one is awareness that includes getting regular screenings but it also includes knowing when something isn't right whether Mm -hmm. it's a lump or a pain or a feeling or whatever it is it's that paying attention to your body and not ignoring it and booking an appointment with your doctor as soon as possible because doctors are there, they're still treating you, they, they still want to see you. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not taking up their time, that's what they're there for. And then, you know, step two is the clinical evaluation and diagnosis, you know, that takes time because, you know, that includes all the tests that are required to get to the correct diagnosis. And then step three is the treatment, which can include surgery, radiation, chemotherapy, or a combination of all three. But that early diagnosis, that first step of awareness means that your treatment will be more effective and it'll probably result in greater survival rates. I mean, that, that's what it is.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I'll tell you a little bit about our story because I think it might help other people that may be on the fence about going to see their doctor wanted to share his timelines so that you can put it in perspective. And of course, this really depends a lot on a lot of things, especially what your access to care is and the type of cancer you have. I mean, we are lucky enough to live in a city that has an incredible cancer care center. So we were very fortunate. But my husband knew there was something not quite right in August of last year, which was like five months into the pandemic and he went in to see his family doctor. That started sort of a quest for a diagnosis because no one, including his family doctor, suspected cancer. Six weeks later, after three biopsies, an ultrasound, an MRI, CAT scan, and PET scan, he was finally diagnosed with stage two cancer on October 22nd. Then right after there was a whirlwind of meeting with oncologists and the cancer care team to go over his treatment plan, And then he began radiation and chemotherapy, which he just completed in mid-January. And I tell you, Christmas was not fun at all. But the point is, because he was diagnosed early and went into treatment early, despite being in the middle of a pandemic, he had an excellent prognosis. So I really want to stress, don't put off that doctor's appointment because of COVID-19. Every doctor's office is set up to protect you against the coronavirus. So it's perfectly safe. And cancer treatment doesn't stop because we're in a pandemic. So don't think you should wait until this is over to start anything. Early detection, early diagnosis and early treatment is vital. Mm -hmm.
1: And I think one of the things that can be very off-putting is the fact that whatever feels like it's not right may be something that is very personal to you and you don't necessarily know how to explain it or you don't want the doctor to look at it and, and this, that and the other. But this is what they're trained to do. You know, they are used to seeing every bit of people's bodies and they're not embarrassed by it. And years ago, uh, I used to work with a, a men's health project. And we used to do health checks with guys. And we would get like fellows of all different ages that would come and see us. And I remember we had this one young lad and he said, I think I've got a lump. And it was like, okay, I was like, where is the lump? And he said, it's on my testicle, but I don't want to tell anybody about it. And it was like, you're telling us as nurses what we would like to advise you to do is to go and see your doctor and kind of really provided some support around it. And he was like, well, what if it's cancer? And we're like, if it's cancer, you can go and have it treated You know, because for for so many of the cancers that there are good outcomes and we really wanted to kind of make sure that we supported him in terms of having the, the language and the confidence to actually go and be able to speak to his doctor. And that, yes, having those few minutes of feeling embarrassed about using words like lumps testicles and you know actually having to have the doctor look at that area of his body and feel it you know sort of we we tried to kind of make sure he had everything that would help him kind of be as comfortable as he could be in that situation and actually several months later he did come back and see us again and he said it was cancer I had treatment and I'm doing much better now like that wasn't the only time we heard that Mm -hmm. and it was just so important sometimes i don't think we have the language to to kind of express how we're feeling or what the concerns are and and why we're concerned about it and we're embarrassed about things it's it's a body we all have them they all look slightly different What's normal for one person isn't the same for another. But you know your own body best. And if there is something that is not right, go and get it checked out.
0: I think a lot of people's first words might be, what if it's cancer? Mm-hmm. And I think the fear of it being cancer sometimes delays you going to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, instead of thinking, okay, well, if it is cancer, I want to know right away so I can start treatment right away. Mm-hmm. You know, it maybe holds us back and and it's like, well, I don't want it to be cancer, so I'm not going to get it checked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're right. I'm not sure, you know, especially for men, whether they go to their doctor. No, they don't.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That sounds from experience there. (laughs) (laughs) We had so many, like, seriously, we saw hundreds and hundreds of guys and like practically all of them were like, when did you last see your family doctor? Well, I think it would be about 10 years ago. Well, you'd get the younger guys and be like, "Mm, I don't know, my mum took me. It's like, well, how old are you now? (laughs) Like, how many years are we talking?
0: Yeah. Yeah. On the news just before we came up, they were talking about a young woman, quite young, actually, discovered a lump in her breast, I think the week that we went into lockdown. But you know, she said her treatment still went ahead. She still got the diagnosis. She still got the treatment. So just because we're in this pandemic, please don't let that stop you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I do think, like you said, people are afraid right now of catching coronavirus. So they're, they're staying put. Um, and I wanted to talk about how COVID-19 is impacting cancer patients in general, because it's something we don't think about unless it's affecting us or someone we love. And of course the first one is obvious, and that's the increased risk of exposure to viruses due to cancer treatment. If you're going through chemotherapy or stem cell transplants, your immune system is weakened. So we have to be extremely vigilant with not exposing ourselves to the virus. So I know my husband and I have been pretty much locked, locked up for quite a while <laughs> now because you know we don't want to take that risk. And the other one is, I've heard of surgeries being delayed in certain places due to COVID-19, especially during peak infections. And now things have started to get back on track, especially now that we know more about the coronavirus. I think they're catching up with surgeries. And my husband's treatment was disrupted at one point. He was one week into chemo and radiation, and there was a possible outbreak in the cancer department and we were contacted and then nobody knew what was going to happen and you know i messaged you too and i was having a little bit of a meltdown but the cancer care team quickly regrouped and arranged for patients who were affected by this uh, shutdown to enter through different areas of the cancer center so You know, thankfully, that was the only disruption. They've put a lot of things in place since then. And I don't think we really realize that cancer treatment is cumulative, right? You know, it means that any disruption in treatment can affect the outcome. And I mean, I didn't know that. I was very ignorant to the fact of how they treat cancer with radiation. I didn't realize it was cumulative. So you just have to keep going. Uh, So Monday to Friday, he was at the hospital for radiation. Of course, this might not be the same case for every cancer patient. It totally depends on where you are and what kind of cancer you have. Mm -hmm. And I do want to mention that if you have any fear of going to the hospital or the cancer center right now, there are so many precautions in place. Here in Calgary, everyone is screened at every entrance to all the facilities. Masks are mandatory as well as hand sanitizing and depending on the department you're going to, temperatures are taken, waiting rooms are all spaced out, treatment like chemotherapy, the chairs there are all spaced accordingly, and appointments are limited to allow for patient spacing, so they've got everything in place. And plus some consultations. They do virtual whenever possible, so on the days where he wasn't at the hospital, they would call him, and of course, I can't speak for everywhere in the world, but I can only speak for how our experience was. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we can talk about cancer without talking about anxiety, because I think one of the problems with being diagnosed with cancer during a pandemic is the increased anxiety for everyone. This pandemic has greatly affected how we support cancer patients and you know, anxiety is already a factor when, with a cancer diagnosis, but family and friends who would normally be there for you physically can't be there. You know, and I think that's really affecting a lot of people, especially those that are living apart from loved ones. Plus, you know, when you go to the hospital or the cancer care centers, they're limiting who can accompany patients. So maybe the thought of going through a diagnosis without, you know, physical support, from loved ones is discouraging people from going to the doctor as well. I'm not sure. But, you know, I have to say in my case, I accompanied my husband throughout his appointments with no issues. And it's important to have somebody there with you because, you know, cancer is terrifying. But knowledge is the best way to battle the anxiety. Having a cancer diagnosis, you you don't know what's going to happen. So, When you have someone there to ask the questions that you forget to ask or even remember the answers to those questions, um, you're already overwhelmed. So I think this much information from the right sources is extremely helpful. Support groups, and here in Calgary we have Wellspring, which really helps with a lot of support as well. So I wanted to say that whatever is preventing somebody from going to get a diagnosis don't let it stop you because there, there is a lot of help out there
1: and i think the important thing is to remember as well it it may not be cancer yes you know sort of when when we have these things that you know to to get a diagnosis there are lots of things that also need to be ruled out you know it's not just that straight you know it it's not kind of 0 to 60 in 10 seconds like there are different stages that have to be gone through and and things to be ruled out and everything so that is why it's so important to see a doctor because you know yes it may be cancer but equally it could be something else that needs treating and you know it needs treating pandemic or not so go and get it checked out.
0: Absolutely and I just read today that breast cancer is now the most commonly diagnosed cancer in the world and although rates are climbing the mortality rates are decreasing because we have better screening and you know we have better treatments now than what we used to have so early diagnosis with improved treatment is huge and i think we hear a lot of women that have gone through breast cancer and have had a really good prognosis. So it's again, that early checking things. And, you know, sometimes you find a lump and it isn't cancer, like you said, Sue. But getting it checked out will not only be better for your health, but it's also better for your your mindset, you know, knowing what it is. So again, it's it's that screening, it's that awareness. So get your boobs checked regularly, girls.
1: Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things, like not all cancers have a screening. Uh, test that can be done. You know, where there are screening tests, you will get notification about them depending on your age and risk factors and things like that. Don't be like me and put it off because I do every time I get a letter. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah. And it, it is kind of that, oh, but what if? And it's like, there is nothing Tip, like with with me, when when I have put it off, it's been like there there is nothing that it would indicate that I am going to get a cancer diagnosis. This is just my regular screening that is done as part of that early detection process. But yeah, I I'm very good, as you all know if you've listened before, at procrastinating, <laughs> <I> mean, and... <laughs> <laughs> and and I have kind of procrastinated about that and touch wood. It, it's been fine. But I also do know other people that have gone for the screening tests for all sorts of cancers and they have had a positive diagnosis as a result of that. And because it was an early diagnosis because it was picked up during screening, those people have got treated and, you know, for, for the most part that they've had good outcomes. Yes, absolutely.
0: Without that screening it might be diagnosed a lot later, you know, mm-hmm. and then once you get into the later stages, your treatment options are diminished. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why it's so important for that early diagnosis. And having mm-hmm. said that, Sue, I'm thinking, I have a requisition. I have to get an ultrasound every single year, and it's been sitting on my table for a month. And I, I'll make the excuse that I've been, you know, caring for my husband, which he will say, no, you haven't. But, um, <laughs>
1: so what are you gonna do tomorrow
0: (laughs) yes so I'm thinking but it's laziness to be honest Uh you know I'm not fearful of anything I I do it every year I've been doing it for the past five years for this one ultrasound but it's that oh I have to make an appointment and oh Uh I have to do this and usually I make it a big deal like I, I book it close um in between where deb and i live and then we make it a day i get my ultrasound and then we go for new york fries and a (laughs) shop in the mall so (laughs) and this year i haven't been able to do that so maybe that's what i'm putting it off but Mm -hmm. i i'm gonna have to get on that for sure
1: yeah and like just as we are talking about early diagnosis and, and things like that i have unfortunately got a couple of cases where people I know for one reason or another for symptoms being masked by other things and, you know, lack of clarity about some symptoms that they were late getting diagnoses. And I think the regret was always that they didn't get things checked out earlier but there was always a reason for not doing it. It was just this, it was just that, it was just the other and, um, you know, that that's difficult. Yes, absolutely. But again, like I said earlier, you know, that there, there is there isn't screening tests for a lot of, lot of things, which is why if something's wrong and it doesn't feel right, it doesn't feel right for you. It's a change from your regular day to day feelings. Go and get it checked out.
0: Yeah. I mean, all I can say is just please, if you notice something, get it checked because it, it, it isn't insignificant even though you might talk yourself into that and i think we're very good at that saying oh it's it's nothing or you say well i'll just google it and see what it yep. is don't google it and don't ask alexa because god knows what <laughs> <Yep>. um, she'll <laughs> yeah um
1: and don't ask your friend who you think might have had something similar <laughs> yeah no comparing <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Does this look normal to you? Well, it doesn't look like mine. Uh, yeah. Not helpful.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I think if you take anything away from this discussion today, make it this. Don't put off regular cancer screenings, and if it's been on hold due to the pandemic, make sure you get in as soon as you can. Don't postpone it if possible because we all do that. You know, we uh-huh. all postpone things because it's not really that important right now, but it is important. If you notice a lump or a bump or sudden weight loss or blood in your urine or stool, go to your doctor as soon as possible. It might be nothing, but it might be something. And early detection can change your life, like literally change your life.
1: It's better to know what you're dealing with. Absolutely you know I kept
0: that in mind Sue you know when my husband was diagnosed I kept thinking well well at least we know the enemy and Uh we have a chance to fight it because you know a lot of families don't Uh so that is actually what we thought of every single day that we have a chance to fight it because we know it so I guess that's all so stay safe stay sane and until next time bye for now bye bye Okay,
1: I talked off the oh, but you've also got recent experience of it, so.
0: Before you go we legally have to tell you that all the opinions and information we share on this podcast is based on our own personal experiences and should never be taken as professional advice we may sometimes sound like we know what we're talking about but the tame and crazy podcast is for entertainment purposes only so please consult with a qualified professional for any and all health advice thanks for listening bye